It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Play that, Yates. Woo! Hey, Jay, I yeah. know you. I I know you've been to football games. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know you've been to, to big time games. Have you ever been to a game with a crazy flyover? No. Like the military jets. No, no, yeah. no, I haven't. Yeah. No, I just got goosebumps in our rejoin there when they show the f- flyover. The flyovers is cold, man. That's it just give you over the top. It just give you. Oh man, I was just you know I'm looking at Jalen Hurts and them, and I'm listening to them talk, and then they show the flyover. It just brings goosebumps to your body. And I just, that's why I ask. I know in basketball, obviously, you're in an arena, so you'll never get a flyover. Um, but I figured maybe you were at a game where they had like a big time flyover. You know what I want to ask you, Keita? I can't believe we've been on the air for, we've been on the air together for two and a half years now, and I yeah, have too not long. asked you yet. <laughs> because I, I've been to NBA finals, I played uh-huh. in a national championship in college. Like, I, I get that feeling. I can describe it. Like, how would you describe the people? What that feeling is pre-game, on the field of a Super Bowl. Pre-game of a Super Bowl, so just like running out in that field, man, like in that moment. Yeah, I really, to be honest with you, that's really the Super Bowl is really the only game in my career that I cannot describe in detail from beginning to end. There's bits and pieces of the Super Bowl that I can remember, but for whatever weird reason, I don't remember. I mean, I remember going out as a team. I remember standing there in the National Anthem, and I don't know, I don't even know who performed the National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Locked in, huh? Um, at all. And I've, I've been asked this question a lot. I'm like, I don't really know. That's and a if you, great question and an interesting answer, Key. Jay just, yeah, said, I just, Jay just said you're locked in, huh? Do you think it's because that you had to be so locked in for that game, like so in the moment in that game, that that's why the memory is the way it is as opposed to other games where you're also locked in but maybe not the same because it wasn't as important? Yeah, that that that, that would be correct. Um, I did not – I've always dreamed about playing in the Super Bowl as a kid, obviously college and into the pros. And I never wanted to be the guy – the Bill Buckner of the world, right? Oh. So my 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 focus was laser focus. I just never wanted to be that guy. And so, you know, it was just one of those deals where, man, no matter what, it was attention to detail at the smallest things. I mean, in terms of grading out in my career, statistically I had a decent Super Bowl game statistically, but the grading out, meaning all assignments, blocking assignments, route running, clearing it out for other people – it was like I basically graded out at 100%. Was that your best game, do you think, when you pay attention to all the details and every single thing you did to help the team win? Do you think that was your best game? I, I think it was one of. I mean, I you know, when you start talking about divisional playoffs as a puppy against Jacksonville, again, another graded out game that, you know, for what I can see, 
it graded out very high on the scale. But that's because I was, you know, I was just zoomed in, I guess. I mean, I just, you know how it is, man. Regular yeah. season, you're doing your thing, you you chilling, but then all of a sudden you locked in. But when you get into that postseason, ain't nothing. Ain't, there was no going. I didn't go out. I just, like, stayed in my room. I watched um, the Australian Open. You know, I just was chilling. I went nowhere but in my lobby at my hotel to talk to family. I wasn't out on the town. I well, didn't go really to dinner. You can't go out on the town, though, Key. You can't, like, you know, like. I, I... Oh, no. First couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, no. It's dudes oh, no. for the first couple of yeah. days now. Well, Gee, I was going to say, like, yeah, back, I mean, back in the day, we could do a lot of things because not everybody <laughs> had access to camera phones and all that stuff. Like, these guys can't do anything now. But, and by the way, the, your halftime, your. Um, national anthem was sung by the Dixie Chicks, just to let you know. That was his favorite group at the time, too. I can't believe you didn't remember that, Keith. Yeah, yeah, you used to say you have them all the time. Like, that's what you listen to with your AirPods and everything burn, on trips? Most, more, most burn in his headphones. I understand I attended a NASCAR <laughs> event the other day, but I don't remember. <laughs> sorry. Jay, Jay, what's interesting to me about Key's answer, and I want to get to Jalen Hurts in a second, but I find this very I'm sorry, man. We went to the No, right. it's all good. Jay, uh, uh, what's interesting to me about Key's answer is he said he didn't want to be a Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner was the Red Sox first baseman in 1986 against the Mets. Ground ball went through his legs. Uh, Red Sox were about to win. They wind up losing the World Series. And, and uh, what's interesting to me about that is I thought I, – I, I usually think of players who do well in big games, and I think of Key that way. I don't mean to talk about you like you're not here, Key, but like I, have, I, think, I think of you that way, Key. I, I don't think of them as dwelling on the negative or, or, or because sometimes if you think, oh, I don't want this to happen, your imagination takes over and, and then it, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Did you feel that? But, Key, you just said, like you also said, when the ball was in the air and no one was around, that was kind of like the hardest catch because, man, you don't want to be the guy who dropped that ball. But you didn't. You weren't the guy who dropped that ball. Jay, what was your approach to those moments well, you know, it, it was easier for me to get lost into the game because we didn't have as much stoppage as football has. Like, you know, like he would go and then stop and the defense goes on the field. Like, for us, it was constant movement all the time. So, for me, Coach K used to have us do all these visualization techniques where we just focus on, like, you know, Jay, you're going to come out of this game with 25 points and you're going to get 10 defensive stops. So, for me, it was like I, I got a chance to be lost in the sauce a little bit more of the game because of the amount of possessions in which we played. Uh, but if I was out of the game on and off, I'm sure I would have thought in my first national championship experience about, like, you know, maybe you have too much time to rethink a lot of different things. That must be brutal in football when you have that downtime in between plays and stuff. Yeah, but but, but you, like, it, I visualize, like, going to, like, before I go to bed, I could, it's, and I don't know if people, I don't know who has this ability or if everybody has the ability or whatever, but when I go to bed at night, I think about whatever it is, and I can dream it too. I have a Manifest weird it, man. yeah. sense of of dreaming. Okay, focus in. This is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna take place. You're gonna have to on the toss sweep. You're gonna have to go get Charles Woodson because Michael Pittman's gonna be right up on your your backside. Take Charles Woodson and drive him to the sidelines. And then when I get to the game, I kid you not. I do the exact same thing that I dreamt this the night the, before. This is the Coach K visualization yeah. type. Coach K could be on the show tomorrow. He would do the whole. He would tell us all. He was like, I, "I want you to think about you with all your teammates hosting a national championship trophy. Like, think about that. Go to sleep thinking about that 
Because you can't do it unless you imagine it. Right, and that's yeah. not to say to people listening that you just wish it and it comes true. you got to put in all the work. work but in addition to the work, part of it is the visualization. Guys, well, I wish it would come true because I'd be like a quadrillionaire right now. <laughs> You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um, why does this Super Bowl run feel different for the Eagles, right? Why does it feel different? Because I had someone on this Justin hit show, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, and some most, yesterday named Sal Palantonio, who has covered, I believe he said all, but I know it's at least three of the Eagles' Super Bowl appearances. And listen, I found this really interesting, guys, to the difference between this Eagles' Super Bowl appearing team and the others. Listen to this. Sal covered them all. Jalen Hurts, he's the CEO of this team on and off the football field. Now you go back to Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. Who was in charge? It was Andy Reid. Andy Reid was in charge of the team. Start to finish. Pick the plays. Design the plays, call the plays. It was his football team. Donovan McNabb was a great, great quarterback. And then you go to two, Super Bowl in 2017, won by Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. Nick Foles was the backup taking over for Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts is without a doubt the leader of this team. Nick Sirianni is a great coach. He's perfect for this football team. But Jalen Hurts sets the tone. I mm. think that's really interesting, mm. Key. I think like, the fact that Hurts has that kind of position on this team it's one of the reasons well, he's you know he's making his move up that quarterback hierarchy well if you if you look at it max what happens when jalen hurts is not in they lost games when he wasn't the starting quarterback they lost with him the one game to washington but they lost the two games when he wasn't a part of the team and so when you look at that that speaks to exactly what sal is talking about when you think about you think about Andy Reid's situation with Donovan McNabb, they figured out how to win games if McNabb was not in. For some reason, Andy Reid was doing it. And then you look, think about with Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson got Carson Wentz, I mean, when Carson Wentz went to the left, Doug Peterson went to the right, picked up Nick Foles, put him in the lineup, and everything kept moving. According to plan, look so at the record with and without, you know, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you look at you look at Jalen Hurts is record at 16 and one, and without him, they're 0 and two. You know, key. It's like we talked about. Like first thing we may mention of when Sean Payton got the job with Denver was now the coach is bigger than the quarterback, right? So think about Russell Wilson with Nathaniel Hackett. It was Russell Wilson. So imagine if Russell Wilson had taken Denver from the beginning of the season all the way to the end of the season to the Super Bowl and have a chance to win it, right? Like that is something similar, but how they're so different in that story is that now add the cool factor for Jalen Hurts. Like for the way people look at Russell Wilson, people look at Jalen Hurts extremely differently, like the complete opposite, like the extra cool guy with all the swag that has literally gotten his team from the beginning of the season all the way through, all the way now to a championship and it's going to compl- potentially complete the task. His, and you mentioned swag. It's his. Just I mean, it's just what do y'all call it? Drip, you young guys. Ain't that what y'all call it? Yates drip or whatever. His drip is just natural. I mean, it just comes with just who he is, man. And that's the way certain guys are. They just walk a certain way. They chew their game gum a certain way. They wear their jewelry a certain way. Their leather coats look different. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people, no matter what, I can put on a white T-shirt while you got on a suit. I'm going to always look better than you. 
It don't matter. Yeah, That's just how to be some people are. They have to you know? be authentic. If you absolutely, like, Joe, Joe Montana is authentic. You missed that though, Jay. Yeah, he said. You missed that, didn't you? What? I can put on a white. I can put on a white t-shirt while somebody else got on a suit. I'm gonna still look crispy. I'm so arrogant. Can't beat white, white, white tea and some uptowns. You're good. Some cool, jeans, you're good. I, I rock black tees too, though. So yep. But something about know. a white tee with those was white Air Force Ones, man. Yeah, white tees every now and still then. Air Force Ones. You got to be, you know. What's up? What's up, Jay? Huh? Never mind. You still Air Force well, I said, Ones? What? I said I said uptowns, and then I realized the rest of the country doesn't know what that is. It's yeah. Air Force okay. Ones. I, it, right. yeah, I heard Air Force Air, Ones. Air Force big, Ones. Big Jay. Yeah. Got Wrinkled in the front. Bill Belichick <laughs> praises Tom Brady. Yellow shoestrings, they're supposed to be white. What? Max. Well, gray more than yellow. Bill Belichick praises Tom Brady as, quote, the greatest in an interview with the former Patriots quarterback. Uh oh. Ooh, I wonder like who he was Max talking to. Uh-oh, Let's Max. tease that. Uh-oh. Ooh. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I will bet you any amount of money this dude is done done. It's time to move on. I do believe that he's done. Probably does look at the Bucks. With all due respect, do I believe that I can win a championship there next year? We lost one of the great ones, you know, but it's time and there's nothing left to do for him. <laughs> What's up there, young fella? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Huh? Bill Max, Belichick. if I had your hands, I cut mine off. <laughs> I can't call it, boss. I can't, I can't call, call it. it. I can't call it. Bill Belichick. Come on. <laughs> called Tom Brady the greatest. He was on Let's Go podcast. That's of course Tom Brady's podcast. Mm-hmm. And said this about Tom Brady retiring. The greatest player, the greatest career, uh, the great, great person. Uh, it's such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to. You know, to coach Tom, and uh, I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point. Um, you know, but it, it it's the greatest one ever. So, congratulations, Tom. Now, Tom Brady on his partnership with Belichick. I think for me, there's nobody I'd rather be associated with, and I think that from my standpoint, I think it's always such a stupid conversation oh. to say. 
you know, Brady versus Belichick, because in my mind, that's not what partnerships are about. Coach couldn't play quarterback and I couldn't coach. And I think the best part about the best part about football is, and coach says it a lot, do your job. And he asked me to play quarterback. He didn't ask me to coach. And, you know, I didn't want him playing quarterback. I just wanted him to coach. <laughs> I'd seen him throw, so he definitely wasn't playing quarterback. So Take it away, Max. Max. Well, as you know, Tom and Bill and I are, are you know, always be connected in history, the three of us. <laughs> Look, uh, they could deny it all they want. That is the number one, maybe the number two debate after Jordan and the LeBron, right? Like that occupies sports fans' minds. But it was for two decades of this century, the first two exactly, but, people were asking, is it more Brady or Belichick? They, they can pretend that that thought never crossed their minds. That's nonsense. Of course they've considered that. They're human beings. Even just saying, like if someone said, don't think of a but, pink elephant, guess what you're thinking about, right? Like you, of course, of course. Of course, guys with big egos, very competitive. I don't care if the rational part of your brain says, well, we need each other. Of course they want to know, is it more this guy or that guy? If we want to know, you think it never occurred to them? But it's so, uh, but it's so into Max, it's, uh, before, before Key goes down this dark alleyway, which you bring him down every time we go and yes. do the subject. Come with me down the I, dark I, I do just want to reiterate to you, like, and I know that, in order to make the conversation simple, we like to equate things to like mano a mano. This is a team sport, man. It's a team sport. So like realistically, a lot of us athletes and coaches know that we can't do anything on our own. Tom Brady has never done it by Tom Brady's self, like his own. It's been with the likes of other teammates and players. Like it takes two to tango. You know, so like this whole world where we just separate them, like who he could do it. like it, it would never. It's the perfect marriage. That's what makes course, these Jay, teams so special and unique. Jay, I think you know when I say, "Hey, you're arguing against a straw man." Sometimes mm-hmm. I think like that. What, what that what I mean what I mean by that is you're arguing against an argument I haven't made. So it's easy to go at a straw man because they can't say right. I, I I haven't made the argument, and nor are other people. I believe saying they can do it on their own, or that it didn't take two, or that that marriage wasn't the most successful in the history of football. All that's acknowledged. Okay. In addition to that, the question arises: but who was more responsible? In other words, could one do it without the other? Uh, and well, the answer so has who, who been: who was more responsible though, in the Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan scenario? Jordan. Okay. And, and the and the and, the, and right. the answer in this case was we and I just assumed it was Belichick who was more responsible. He's the coach. This is football. Look how prepared his teams are. The defense, the special teams. There, but then Brady went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl, and Belichick has not won a playoff game. So is, the, game so is the player always more responsible? Pretty much. No, I wouldn't say so. I, I, I would say so because this. I would say the player in those critical moments needs to make the plays. Like the coaches can develop the vehicle. Right, the coaches give you the vehicle, but the coaches can't drive the car. The best players are the one that has to drive the car, and make the plays when it matters the most. I think it's the case in basketball for sure, but football there are so many pieces that even the quarterback, maybe until recently, I don't think is more important than the head coach if it's a great coach. That's why I am surprised. The reason this interests me is I thought, okay, now we're going to see it. With it Belichick. interests Look how you because you want to spread some germs. That's well, why other than that, you. Key, other than that, it, it look, man. Brady left and went from New England to Tampa Bay fully loaded. The yes. deck was stacked. He stacked the deck okay, for Okay, sure. he went to a coach, a better yet, three coaches, 
that were good at their craft at that time. And Todd Bowles defensively, okay, Bruce Arians is a head coach, dictator, whatever you want to call it, and Byron Leftwich as an upcoming play caller with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk and Antonio Preach Brown and Fournette and all of the defensive guys, the Sioux of the world and all those dudes, and they hit no and ran into a Kansas City Chief team that had you playing offensive line in the Super Bowl. Key, in other words, it doesn't prove it, anything. It's just a piece of evidence. Yeah, but, but what, you, yeah, but what, you, you, you try to, to make it. Point. You, Wait, you guys, that's try only, to prove a point. Because, yes, because that's one piece of evidence. This is what I was expecting. Whether or not Brady won the Super Bowl, I was expecting the Patriots to be better than they've been. How are you going to expect then? the Patriots to be good He's when the they GM. ain't got nobody? They He's messing the around. They messing around in a COVID year. They messing around in a COVID year with a quarterback in Cam Newton who's coming off an injury so get with no other player. That's the quarterback but, but, they chose. But Key, oh, stop, man. They Key, stop, Key, I'm Max. okay with Max questioning his GM skills. I, I, if, we're, if we're questioning draft selections and what you're doing with the roster, okay. But like that doesn't mean that he's less of a coach because he's made some poor Jay, decisions he's as been a GM. Doing, but, Jay, but Jay, Jay, just so Jay, you know, I, let me let state very clearly. Something. He's a great let coach. Me, I'm not let me arguing bring he's you not under a great the hood. Yeah. He's been doing the same thing in terms of drafted and signing players since he's been the head coach, now he doesn't have changed. Tom Brady. I understand. The difference is he doesn't he have Tom Brady, Tom Brady anymore. Brady in the sixth damn round. Yes, but now okay. he's gone, and he without made... him, he can't win a playoff game. Stop, That's man. what's happened since then. Stop. I'm not making it up. The, I'm Stop. more surprised team, than anyone. That's why it's a big team, <laughs> The team was old. The team was old, man. Okay, they didn't have any playmakers. May I ask a question? They had to find those guys and bring them up. Let's see where they're at this year. I, I okay, let's see where they're at now. How about this, Key? How about this question for you? Moving forward with the way the NFL is trending, mm-hmm. do you still think the way Bill Belichick actually drafts talent and his system will be effective in the future of where the league is going? He, he drafts talent and his system is the same as everybody else drafting talent. They evaluate what fits in their I, system. But I, yeah, I guess he's I'm not as good about, at it because he hasn't won any playoff games. Oh, Max! You but I'm talking about how like shut up. What it is? I'm not making it up. I like a quarterback with the way the league is trending with drafting quarterbacks and things of that sort, right? We still say that they have one of the most traditional quarterbacks in the league. Yes. Like that's a Bill Belichick pick yeah. in the draft. Yes, like that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, does he need to change a little bit of the way his system is in order for them to continue to reach the top? I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. So you think, think they can win with Mac Jones? At a high, you think they win the Super Bowl, Mac Jones? No, I gotta see not what, Mac Jones. Maybe, I got to see what Bill O'Brien does with Mac Jones because as of right now, as it currently stands, no. Okay. I have a question I I'd like to right. ask, guys. No, I do not. I have a question. No, Max, we don't want you to ask any more questions. I have a question. <laughs> Is Ja Morant hurting oh. his chance of being the face of the NBA? Ooh. See, you didn't know I was going to ask that question, Jay. Ooh. Keyshawn, okay, Jay, Max. Max, ESPN Radio. This guy's slick. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA guys issued a FedEx forum bans after investigating a post-game incident. <clears throat> the Athletic reported that acquaintances of the Grizzlies' Ja Morant confronted members of the Pacers' <clears throat> traveling party near Indiana's bus in the FedEx forum's loading dock area after the Grizzlies' 112-100 win that night. The Athletic reported a laser coming from an SUV um, that it reported Ja was riding in was pointed toward Pacers players, coaches, and others in the loading area. The Athletic reported it was not known who shined the laser, which it reported some feared was attached to a gun. Ja Morant tweeted Sunday, did an investigation... Seen they were capping. Still let an article come out to paint this negative image on me and my fam. And ban my brother from the home games for a year. Unbelievable. Guys, Jay? So the report also said, and I know people that have been at Memphis games, that um, some of those same individuals are outside yelling at the bus for a while. And them and Pacer players are going back and forth. Uh, yelling obscene things towards each other. Like, here is all I'm going to say to Ja and his team because I, I think Ja is one of the most dynamic players we have in the game of basketball. Um, and and Shannon Sharp did a great job. I just want to acknowledge him yesterday on what he said on his show. And I have similar sentiments about you know at a certain at a certain point, Key. I love all my friends, right? Um, but like one of the things I've always loved and respected about LeBron and his crew is that his crew has evolved with LeBron for what they represent because they represent LeBron in their own business interests. And at the end of the day, Ja has to recognize that if friends aren't making the best decisions around him in his interests, in Ja Morant Enterprise's interests, then he has to limit where they are around him in his life. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has a chance to be a player worth hundreds of millions of dollars, a guy that has a chance to be the face of the NBA. And at a certain certain point, he has to have a sit-down talk with his homies and his loved ones by saying, yo, whatever your actions are are reflective on me, on me. So before you open your mouth or before you decide to engage, I want you to think about how that affects me. And if they can't get on that same page, then they have to be friends in a different kind of way in your life. And this is something that all athletes have to face. Uh, Guys have talked about it since the beginning of time. And, you know, I I want Ja to win in the game of life. And I don't want his reputation to be like, hey, like he's around these people that don't have his best interests at hand, Key. You know, when you grow up a certain way and you become a – professional athlete and you make a whole lot of money it's very difficult to part ways with people that you've grown up with family members friends best friends whatever you want to call it 
because you you have a sense of responsibility for them. At, but at some point in time, that responsibility has to part ways if it's not going to go in the direction that it should be going in. It's not only on Ja, it's also on the people that represent Ja. It's also on the marketing people that represent Ja. It's also on the organization that he plays for to sit him down and let him know that this is probably not the direction you want to go in. Now, whether they was capping and faking like this is what happened to bring attention to Ja Morant and his family and brother, whether that's true or not, it's still something that's out there in the public. So what he has to now do is admit, is really what you are saying, Jay. He's got to say, yo, come on, man, let's just chill right now because we can't do this. Now, when I came into the league, my you know, as a number one overall pick, I had a whole – it wasn't no such thing as not having a crew and an entourage and a whole bunch of homeboys. But as I've always told my friends, we're going to eat together. The moment that something goes wrong, it's going to affect me. So we're not going to be able to eat because I'm the breadwinner and I'm the one that's uh, is put in this position so we all could benefit off of it. But if, if we're going to be out here acting like knuckleheads and doing things that's going to send a bad message – these sponsorship dollars are going to go away. Therefore, that means I'm not going to make the type of money that I'm supposed to make, which means that I'm not going to have the power to put you in a position so that you can make the type of money. So now, you know what I'm saying, we're screwing everything up. And he's got to just have that conversation if he hasn't already. And they've got to accept it and realize that at the same time. We can't get all bent out of shape because, you know, there's always two and three Size to a story, there's no question about it. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that it's out there. And we've seen too many instances already with the Grizzlies' young team having issues that involve John Morant and his dad and other people in his family. So now it's time to take a step back and really assess the situation and really look at it and say, okay, what are we doing wrong here and try and correct that? So I imagine it's difficult, especially for a young, you know, young people are, are susceptible to peer pressure, right? And especially if you've now made it big, there is pressure. Oh, you forget where you come from or, oh, you changed or whatever. Well, of course, of course, changed. I've changed. Of course, you have changed. <laughs> you're, an, you're an adult now. You used to be a kid. You're dealing with international media pressure, let alone your like local market when you're on Jaws level. Max, it's like with some and, of my single way, friends are like, Jay, you changed. I'm like, yeah, I have three kids and a wife. Yeah. Yes, I've changed. And hopefully your <laughs> friends as they get older really? <laughs> your friends as they get older and you have largely introduced them to new parts of the world, right? Have changed too. You mentioned LeBron James, Jay. LeBron James seemed to me to give opportunities to people around him. And then they could do what they want with the opportunity. Yeah, right? that's what he's you do. He's not carrying dead weight, but he's giving you an opportunity. But look, yeah. look, look what Randy Mims, look what Rich Paul, look what Maverick Carter, look what those guys have been able to achieve. I mean, you have a Spring Hill they Entertainment that's yeah. worth a billion dollars. Rich Paul is the biggest agent in the game. Randy has Robot. He has all these different companies that they built out with LeBron. Like, they've elevated the way they thought. And, Max, I'll say this, too. Like, when people say, oh, you're not being loyal. I'm like, yo, loyalty goes both ways, man. Like I can be loyal, to, y'all gotta be loyal to me now and making the right decisions to help me get there. No, no question about it. But and sometimes though, Jay, when you're you're so far 
not you, but but individuals are so far removed from the actual player. You know, they're not like right there with the player. They think that John Morant, for instance, is as big as they come. Nothing. Oh, they just going to blow it over and not really understand. And no, they're not just going to forget about what just took place. So they do things, whether it's, you know, smoking weed at the wrong time or or, or maybe having illegal weapons at the wrong time with guys. And they're not really understanding that it's not going to be glossed over anymore. This is a different time in society when it comes to young black African-American males in sports. It's a different time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it takes a minute sometimes for guys to be left at the bus stop, okay, so to speak, which means I'm not rolling with you anymore for other people to get it. There's you know, every now and then you start off yeah. you start off with 20 dudes. By the time you get to your eighth year in your career, you have changed. You married. You got kids. You got a wife and kids that you have to answer to now. There is no more homies on the couch. There is no more homies doing this. That that's just that, that it happens and he'll evolve, I'm sure, at some point in his career, because as this thing continues to unfold in his career, people around him will realize if we don't get a hold of these situations, it's going to affect what we're able to do as well. Yeah, Max, I want to keep talking about this because this is a bigger conversation around the Grizzlies in general right now. LeBron James needs 26 points, sorry, 26, 36 points to pass Kareem on the all-time scoring list and be the all-time scoring leader. Tune into NBA action tonight as the Lakers host the Thunder, presented by Indeed. Could he get it? I hope he gets 10 points tonight. Coverage begins at 10 p.m. Eastern on Select Because I'm going to the game Thursday. Oh, you are? Okay. He's saving it for Thursday, right? He's got yeah, it. Yeah, against the Bucks. He'll end Sky on 35. Oh, Bucks, Kareem. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. I didn't hear you. Max was talking. Sorry. Are the Grizzlies becoming the villains of the NBA? Or is it just a throwback to like when teams didn't get along with other teams? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I said yesterday this was a legacy moment for John ja Morant Ooh. coming up. And I'm telling you guys last night, it was block office. Oh, he was ridiculously block office. He was There's block no office. Question. You know what that, right, about that. Block, block office, Jay. He just got block in block office. in box office. Yes. Oh, Lord. Jay, I have no idea what block office is. That must be Duke English or something. But <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> What? I said block office. Yeah, you said you talk <laughs> box office, office. blockbusters. You didn't block- even realize you said block office. I said it again, and you talk about yeah, he was dealing and willing. I'm coming in hot. Max, the best part about that whole dealing scene and was wheeling. was yeah, exactly. Afterwards, <laughs> Key make fun of me. He said dealing and wheeling. He reversed it. It's wheeling and dealing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the Grizzlies are block office for sure. But are they becoming the villains of the NBA? Or is it just a throwback to when, you know, teams didn't get along with other teams? Here is Clay Thompson from June 17th, Warriors star guard. From June 17th, he's calling out Jaron Jackson after they didn't play the Grizzlies in the finals. They win, obviously, Western Conference. They win the chip. And Clay has this to say about Jaron Jackson after he chips up. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking clown. Okay. 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 Sorry. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us? Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. Jay, what is he doing thinking about Jared? He just won the championship. So, look, this whole villain thing is funny. You know, in the, in the 90s or the early 2000s, like, we didn't have villains. We just had squads. Right. Yeah. We had hoopers that didn't like other hoopers. And there was nothing wrong with not liking other hoopers. Like, as a fan, you may not rock with Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks on my team, I think I rock with Dylan Brooks. Jaron Jackson tweeting at Klay Thompson, they just want to chip why is Clay Thompson thinking about Jaron Jackson? Because he owns real estate in that head, right? Like, John Morant, all these guys say they want all the smoke. Like, they're climbing up the chimney. I'm, I'm all here for it. I welcome it. I miss 90s basketball. I miss having rivalries in this game. I've also said that I don't think this is a rivalry as of right now because Memphis has a beating Golden State when it matters the most. But it sure as hell feels like we're trending towards Memphis being there when it's all said and done. And there's still a young basketball team. There's still a lot for them to figure out. We just had a conversation about Ja Morant and what he needs to work on by who he surrounds himself with. But if that's Shannon Sharp getting into it with Dylan Brooks, if that's Jaron Jackson getting into it with Klay Thompson, if that's you know certain players on the team having issues, Desmond Bain being that like smaller, incredible Hawk-like personality on this squad – I'm for 90s style of basketball. Basketball today needs that in today's game so we can remember what it's like to not like your opponent. Are they the vil- vil- I mean, if you think about the villains, they won championships, though, too. 
like Detroit back in the day, they were they won a championship. So they played nasty in a certain way. So they became the villains to a degree. The Celtics with Larry Bird and company, they had one championship, so they played dirty and they were villains to a degree. The Grizzlies hadn't gotten there yet. This all potential, right? So it could be they could be manufactured, I guess, as villains. But like Clay Thompson said, like y'all ain't really got there. Y'all don't really know but, what to take yet. But let me point two things out. There's Clay winning a chip. Talking about talking them. Talking about Jaron Jackson. Yes. And, yeah, but you but but and, but but I'm just letting you know. That's the same thing. No, no, I, I, that's the same I, thing just happened the other day in the uh I want to say that the yeah the AFC Championship game when it became uh, Burrowhead as soon as they beat them they let them know like oh yeah okay I'm Burrowhead Mike you Joe know what Burrow. yeah but since yeah, he's been to a Super Bowl I'm, spo- I'm smoking on a Joe Burrow. Burrow the way I'm he smoking said on Burrow Joe Burrow so, fresh. <laughs> so much so much about the hype is that you know and it's not that they're living in their head they just letting you know he, I got what you said in my that, back pocket you've made that case what I'm saying is. There he is, name-checking Jaron Jackson. And then also now Ja with his with someone in his entourage with a laser pointer, right? And that's causing waves. And the, to be a – to be allegedly, a, a, instead yeah. of say allegedly, allegedly, that's right, because Ja says this is and not it what it wasn't his it teammates. Right. But I, I'll say this, though. Sometimes, rather than villain, we could say antihero, right? We could say they're the bad boys, whether or not – they yeah, but, win a championship, arise to a level. They are, and and some people will root for the the bad boy Pistons, even before they won a championship, had a certain reputation, and it, and it drew some people to them and but, turned some people off. But Max, I think about your boy. You always talk about MJ, right? Yeah. Who did who did Michael Jordan and the Bulls add to their team that gave them that edge? Bill Cartwright, but no, no. They, you know, like Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, that Dennis was Rodman. a second. That was a second chip. Yeah, but the I'm saying, like, but Bill, Bill also had some. Bill made some tough plays and elbows. Well, they got Bill, they traded Oakley, who was that kind of that edgy kind of, player for Cartwright because they needed someone to, to for six fouls on Patrick Ewing, right? Like they needed someone who could play. So every team has a player like that. Like that's what Draymond Green was for Golden State. Still is to this day. Mm-hmm. That guy that's chirping. So like, there's been elements of it. But our superstars haven't been at the forefront of it. And here you right. have John Morant, who is barking just as much as Dylan Brooks, maybe not doing the same thing, right? Like hitting people in the sweet spot like he did Donovan Mitchell, which I would fight somebody too now. Um, but like it, when it's your superstar doing that too, like then that that carries to the rest of the team, which is different a little bit than like a Dennis Rodman while no Jordan was doubt. considered to be like – the epitome, or Stephen Curry is like, oh, like he's the good guy, where Draymond's like the heart and soul. You know, like now it's Ja and all these guys That's doing that. Great distinction. By the way, back in the day in terms of rivalries, Dr. J, who is considered like the gentleman of the NBA, he and Larry Bird had their hands around each other's yeah, throats. Yeah, man. <laughs> the hands around each other's throats. It was different back then. Oh, so – Here's the question now. I have another question. I had a question for you last time. Not a question. You Here's another question. Are we building in? Are we starting to hear Mahomes doesn't have enough weapons? Excuse? Are we starting to build in excuses for a Chiefs loss? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.